0: a podcast about pop culture and hot goss through the lens of your nosy neighbor I'm your host and nosy neighbor Millie Brooks Our topic today is dating after divorce with the hottest divorcee around Kaylee quick dun 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 I did it. You did it. Okay, before on the we, first try. On the first try. Um before we started recording everybody, um Kaylee was trying to teach me the Kardashian. Oh,
1: it's not Kardashian. It's not. It's not even Cardi B it goes all the way back to drag queens. It's what? a drag queen thing. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was very that was, strong. That was very, very strong. strong. I learned this in a matter of seconds, She guys. did. I just corrected her form a little mm-hmm. bit. And she let me. Speaking of correcting form, do you know what happened to me earlier today? Yeah, tell me what happened. Okay, I was at my um, Orange Theory workout class, and uh, it was it was not, not at my regular studio because I'm visiting up here in Northern California. And I go in, I get uh, all set up on the rower next to this elderly gentleman I was like surely this is gonna be a good class I feel I have a good feeling about this rower and this spot yeah well it's kind yeah. of just me and him. shout out to Orange Theory shout out to Orange Theory yeah so it's just me and this guy next to me and then like everybody else is kind of like a few rowers down and I'm rowing pretty vigorously and they you know did the overview of class and it was like mostly gonna be rowing today and so I'm rowing 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 and I get a little tired. So yeah. I uh, yeah. take a break
0: Yeah.
1: for oh, a second. I just took
0: a picture of Why? myself. Why? I don't know. I was, I was putting it on airplane mode. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: okay. Go ahead. And then, so I'm rowing, and uh, I take I have to, like, take a little breather because I kind of tired myself out too quickly. And the guy says under his breath, you know we're going to be rowing for, like, 25 minutes in this class. And I just The guy like, next to you, right to me. The older man. And I was, like, I was like, I just ignored it because I was like, that was kind of a trolly thing to say. And I don't really respond to people being shitty to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't deserve my beautiful eyes in their face. So <laughs> That's right. So I just don't even. You I don't even do look at them. No. Oh, like yeah. you want me to look at you, but I ain't going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I just ignored it. Got back, you know, continued to start rowing again. And then we did like another one where we had to go really fast. And I went too fast and I like, had to stop and catch my breath. You know, because I'm still, like, six months into Orange Theory. I'm, like, not a fucking Olympic rower. Yeah. And um, he said it again louder so I could hear him this time. We're going to be rowing for, like, 25 minutes. You know that, right? And then... Why does he need to inform you of this? Because he's a dick. Wow. Also, because there were times that I was rowing, like, as fast as he was, if not faster, because I have very powerful leg muscles and I wasn't do I wasn't timing out my endurance very well Mm because I don't do that very well Mm -hmm. I'm more of a power player She's a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a power player baby. Power player. You want me to do those box jumps? I'll jump those boxes. I'll jump on the neck, but jump don't ask over. me to run a marathon. I can't fucking do it. Don't ask. I don't want to do a marathon even. Just don't ask like, me to do it. Yeah. Anyway, so I, 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 I kind of like, I rack my handle on the rower after the second time he says this to me. I had been thinking about like, I don't want to be next to this energy my entire class. Yeah. Also, I came here to feel good. This guy's making me feel like I can't do this. I don't need someone Well, he's like commenting a on, yeah, commenting
0: um, on your exercise routine, which like nobody, please don't talk to me when also, I'm exercising.
1: I, right. Also, you know? I didn't come to do everything the coach said. I came to make myself feel good right. and try to do as much as I can do. Right. Right and uh and you're a grown-ass woman a you grown-ass know woman. you know
0: your limitations you know what speeds you need to go right you know your body
1: yes and oh. if i need to take a fucking little break for a second to catch my breath so i can keep going i'm gonna yeah. do that and i don't need your commentary on it yeah. so i um just racked my handle got my water bottle went through like went out to the lobby Went to the front desk and I was like, you know, I have worked out a lot of Orange Theories in the past six months. I've never encountered someone who needed to comment on my performance. Yeah. And the girl at the front desk goes, oh, were you next to Steve? Like, they know They know the person
0: that you're referring to. Yeah,
1: I was like, elderly gentleman. And And his name is Steve. Yeah, and she goes, yeah, yeah, Steve. He has kind of an interesting sense of humor. Some might call it dry. And I was like, that's interesting because I'm a comedian and ain't nothing about what he said funny. (laughs) It wasn't funny to me. And funny's kind of my business. Yeah. So... (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) she, she agreed with me and she's like, noted. And I was like, cool. Put that in your data file against Steve. Yeah. Maybe he should find a new workout place. Yeah. He's going to be a dick. Yeah. He can go to 24 hour fitness. Yeah. With all the other fucking Steves. Exactly. Steve Steve wasn't that fit. (laughs) Like, (laughs) calm down, Steve. I should have been like, I, I mean, I'm not one. I don't like to throw shit back at people. Right. But if I had, I would have been like, oh, I know what we're doing for 25 <laughs> minutes in this class. What are you gonna do after this class? Because clearly it's all you have to live for. Oh, Steve! God, Steve. Steve, Steve, why don't you go figure out a fucking hobby? Why don't you go put ships in bottles, Steve? <laughs> go fucking put your ships in bottles.
0: So now, okay. now every asshole
1: that we encounter with, yeah, from true. here on out, from here to the end of Steve. the time, it's a sorry Steve. to all the nice Steves out there, but I haven't ever met one. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we pick. I
0: picked you up from Bart. Yeah. Um. Prior to this interview, and there was a Steve in a blue bmw who felt the shoot, need to honk to honk and finger and he's and like you know
1: what we're gonna be doing for 25 <laughs> minutes <laughs> in this class rowing he didn't say he that didn't out of his that. car
0: but like he could i bet you he's somebody that makes
1: commentary at church like, theory don't inform me of shit i already know snidely to say as if to say i'm oh, not was, doing Is he it trying enough. to hit on you i don't know Oh, God. But he probably saw how I, we we had the same split time for a while when I first got on the rower. Mm-hmm. And he was probably like, oh, shit, this hot bitch could, could out row me and rip my dick off. <laughs> and I was like, I could, oh, but I won't man. because I don't want to touch your dick.
0: Steve. No, Steve probably doesn't know where his dick
1: is. He's been rolling and rolling and
0: trying to find (laughs) it. All right, let's move on to the questions and the topic of the day. Kaylee, before we dive in, Mm. give us a small glimpse into your marriage and what led you to ultimately decide
1: to get a divorce. I didn't really even have a glimpse into my marriage until it was all over and then I saw things clearly, but Mm. I was with my ex-husband we were dating for four years and then we got married when I was 26 and we were married for four years and uh during that time we moved to San Francisco and I discovered comedy and we both started doing comedy together and I was very happy with how things were going we both had nice jobs and had these things that we did outside of work you were like settling into married life settling into married life and I mean you know You go through evolutions with people, especially I feel like around age 30, uh, you know, and I was like starting to discover that I just I really love improv more than anything else I'd ever done in my life. And Mm -hmm. um, anyway, um, in 2015, he was very supportive of me quitting my job that I'd been at for three years to go study improv in Chicago that summer. And that actually was the first time my family was like, wow, he's really, wow, he really supports your dreams. That's lovely. Mm -hmm. I'm getting way too into it. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, And I I was impressed, too. I was like, wow, this is the relationship I've always wanted is one where there's like this devotion and love and we uh, support each other in our dreams. Mm. And and like help each other make make those dreams come true or be better. Or yeah, and that's each other. like
0: the biggest thing about a marriage is yeah. like, can you help the person grow mm-hmm.
1: and evolve mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the person they want to be? Right. Yeah. That's what I thought I had, and then I came back from Chicago that summer and had to find a new job, and I found a great job. And um, right after I found a great job, that's when things started to unravel. Uh, and we had had some problems in a few a few years prior, but I thought we solved them mm-hmm. in therapy. And the problems were w- what we labeled an emotional affair mm. in therapy. That's what he admitted to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: having an emotional aff- affair with mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm.
0: But what was his definition of that? You know... Just kind of getting he, very in, emotionally intimate with another yes, person? Yes, getting very emotionally
1: intimate with one of his friends. Okay. And, like, exposing a lot of his feelings. Yeah, like, talking and, to her about his feelings about things in his life and in our marriage without mm-hmm. really talking to me about those things. When he should be going to you about those things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was a few years prior. Okay, so I come back and... Uh, get this great job and then um, he's telling he's like he doesn't come home one night he tells me I'm not coming home tonight and that was like one that was a big red flag mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, I was like I feel like this is similar to what happened a few years ago mm-hmm. so what's going on and he was like well I have a crush on my friend Sarah and she doesn't know and um, oh I wasn't gonna use names oh so well Oh, well. Uh, and um, uh, he, it became like a slow leak of information. As soon as he told me that, I was like, well, let's hop back into therapy. Like, right. this is not right. something you throw a marriage away over. Right. Uh, and also, like, an eight year best friendship right. and relationship. And um, and I do, I do, um, I mean, I
0: think he's a dirtbag. Don't get me wrong, but that is applause worthy to be
1: so honest. He wasn't so honest, though, because he told me pieces of the truth. Oh, Bread okay. breadcrumb down. Yeah, because okay. what actually had been happening, was, so like that week it was, uh yeah, I've got a crush on her and she doesn't know. And then the next week or two it was, we should break up. I, I, she knows that I like her and we've talked about it and we want to be together. Mm. And then the next week I was like, In the next few weeks, it was like, no, I've been having an affair with her since March of this year. Oh, and we're talking—it's like December. So the more time went by, the The more more truth came out. out. Uh huh. Then once all the truth came out, we broke up in therapy, Mm
0: -hmm. and it
1: wasn't actually. And like, I'm actually totally. For a long time, I was ashamed of this, but I'm actually okay. okay, Ote. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you, you Ote. I actually okay with- Kaylee Quick, Ote.
1: <laughs> Kaylee Quick is Ote, guys. I did, guys. I did love the little rascals growing up.
0: I mean, that's a really. I mean, I named one of my my first dog I ever had Darla. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, anyways, but anyways, go back. Let's not. Yeah. Um.
1: So. So yeah. more was more was kind of coming out, and then we were and in, you broke up in therapy. Broke up in therapy, and it wasn't my choice to break up in therapy. I actually was wanting to work on things a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, even though I knew he had been having an affair for nine months, and, and it was just with oh sorry, Darla. <laughs> yes, it was with yeah. Darla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, my ex, his, his name's Buckwheat. <laughs> yes! Yes. Uh, no. Um, yeah, and so we, when we broke up in therapy, it was because I, the therapist was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I really believe that what we have is beautiful. And to me, what we had was a Ming vase with some cracks in it. And yeah. let's just fucking fill the cracks with gold, man, and yeah. put that vase
0: back up, put some flowers in it. You were willing to repair things. Yes. You were wanting to repair because things. Because
1: I'm a firm believer that when things get hard, you don't give up, you work harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was, yeah. like, my undoing, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, which is probably why I felt so depleted when everything was over. Right, but, um, when, yeah, and then he was like, no, uh, it's over. I want to go be with Darla and, um, wow. yeah, we walked home together and I sobbed and I, oh God, when we walked home together after that session, I was, I had more emotions than I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, I, I I didn't know what was going on with me. Yeah. He even told you me. You didn't know what was up, what was down. No. And he, it was just The sidewalk aw. was moving. Yeah, like, yeah. It yeah, was like, yeah. I had never been on mushrooms at that point in my life. But mm-hmm. I, you I now, now I've since been on mushrooms. It felt like being on mushrooms. Yeah. But like also not as Everything's just tilted and shaky. It was shaky. very shaky. Yeah, he even told me I was looking at him different. And I was because I was just like, you're, you're lo- going you're the last that? Yeah. person I would expect to give up on this. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so then the next day I found out that the uh, emotional affair he had was act, an actual full, full blown affair, and that people in my comedy community knew more about it than I did, and nobody really told me because they all assumed I knew about it because I was very open about us being in therapy. Because I'm a firm believer in therapy. Oh. And also, people would say things to me like, You guys have such a perfect marriage, you're such a power couple, and you like do this comedy stuff together. And I was like, Well, now, now, Mm -hmm. not everything's perfect. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want people walking around thinking, you know, my Mercedes is paid off. Right, 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 <laughs> like, right, right. You know, like right. I maybe. I mean, maybe I do want to be real about it. Yeah, and and I think it's health. I, I think a uh, couples therapy is a very healthy thing, and it doesn't necessarily signify that things are bad. Um, it means that the two people want to work on their marriage, which mm-hmm. I think is very commendable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, or their relationship. Yeah. So yeah, um, someone can told me like, you know. Those feelings you were having about that other person in his life, uh, that was actually like a physical, full blown physical affair, and she kind of moved to get away from him. Mm. Moved away to get away from him, because he was, I guess, like, zigzagging on whether or not he was going to stay with me, which is crazy to hear years Mm. after the fact. And you're like, I didn't even... (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even know the rug was loose, let alone like right, could have fallen right. out. From it's also army.
0: very I mean, I, the word that I keep coming up with is just disemboweling. Like <laughs> yeah, you know?
1: That covers it, yeah. <laughs> that
0: covers it. That
1: that about covers it, yeah. And, well, and or then more like to know, somebody replaced my brain. with <laughs> yeah, like, I don't just know. They just took your whole
0: intestines and just looked like, it right through your ear. Yeah. And But the, to have somebody else understand the deep thoughts and feelings about your marriage before you even uh, find out about uh, it, that's No greater hardest. betrayal. No greater. No and, greater betrayal.
1: And it's not even like... Yeah. If he had just- It's like
0: you were stranger to your own situation. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's what I that's what's coming up for me as and I'm listening to
1: this. It's instilled me with fear that I will carry with me and have to fight I fight against actively in new relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. have stress dreams when I'm dating someone new that they are nothing like they say they are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it makes you now feel like you're questioning what you see, what you trust, what yeah. you hear, everything now. And the biggest now. load
1: of bullshit about the whole thing yeah. was he was like, well, I just wanted to protect you from the truth. Oh, God. And I'm like, you mean you wanted to save face on the lies you were telling me. You know, like you wanted to create my reality for me like a fucking padded room like I'm fucking what's-her-face. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: Angelina Jolie and Girl Interrupted or whatever. Like right. he wanted to like hide. He wanted to hide him. Yeah, yeah. But
0: you know, like I couldn't handle it. Like yeah. I couldn't
1: handle fucking reality for myself. Yeah. And I just I, feel I'm like he's just putting you in a
0: straight jacket.
1: Yes. Without understanding. Well, it's with, gaslighting. Like, yeah. It's yeah. gaslighting, yeah. and it's called that for a reason. And go watch the movie Gaslight, and you'll understand. Right. It's like that episode of uh, I Love Lucy where they like move. Somebody moves a photo or something, and and you're then like, you're like, "Who moved
0: this?" And, and then people then are like, like, "Oh, what it's always about? been there." Lucy, you're crazy. Yeah. Okay. So you're three. How <laughs> many years out of this are you? Three and a half. Three and a year. But I can out. talk about it like it's just yesterday. Well, it's fresh. It's trauma. Is it fresh? No, it's trauma. You know trauma. trauma you can tap right I back into it. I think trauma. Yeah. Yeah. For you sure. don't forget it. No. You don't forget it. No. Um, give us a picture, and now you're back on the dating scene. Hot on it. 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give no, us a- 85%. No, 100%. 100%. 100% for sure. You are back on it. In it. In it, on it, dominating it. Sure. Okay, give us a picture of what the dating current dating landscape looks like. Hmm.
1: You mean, like, in my regional area or for I mean, me just for you like what you're looking yeah. you know what, what apps are you doing oh god well i'm only on hinge right now i've been off and on you know hinge OK Cupid, tinder i i hate the apps yeah i hate the apps i actually like haven't been on hinge in weeks because i'm probably maybe more than a month actually because I just haven't been impressed with the people I've met, and I find that uh, I actually only go on dates, or only am excited to go on dates, with people from Hinge who I already know in real life, and I just, like, like, oh, you're on, oh, okay, you're on Hinge, and we both liked mm-hmm. each other, and we, there was already some kind of, like, tie there, mm-hmm. whether it's, like, I've seen you at a comedy show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, mostly I've been... And is it still
0: like a swipe right, swipe left situation? Hinge is
1: different. Hinge, you like certain things about the person's profile. Okay. So like either a quippy thing they've said to answer a question or a photo. And you're encouraged to like say something of substance about it. Whereas Tinder is very much like... Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. Which is is so... Quote unquote dating... For idiots. Yeah. If yeah. There's no, there's no, I'm curious about no, you. Yeah, as a it. person. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, really I've been entertaining gentleman callers <laughs> from real life only right now. Okay. Got it. Um, people Got it. that I'm meeting and clicking with in life because chemistry is such a big part of it and like I don't have time to... Go on dates with people I might find, have chemistry with.
0: How can you find out whether you have chem- chemistry through a digital dating app? I'm, I'm, I'm working on an app. <laughs> you are working on an app right yes, now. It's called... Chemistry. It's
1: called aura it's called oral
0: sex oh and, it's about, um, and it's based on
1: auras and you have to put in the color of your aura oh I don't know I just okay. made that
0: up it was really good Thank you what, what, types, <laughs> what types of prejudices have you encountered when you tell potential partners yeah you've been married before
1: um well usually usually people are interested in that and it, they've been that story In that story. And I don't always go into depth. Like I did with you, mm-hmm. uh, uh, on like the first, I try not to on the first date, unless I feel like that, unless we've kind of already established, like that's something we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, most of the time people are like interested in the story and most of the time, uh, they feel like they can share theirs. Like, their breakup stories yeah. or their divorce stories? Either way, Yeah, or. Either, either or. Okay. Um, I haven't really encountered a lot of prejudice. I, I mean, the most prejudice I encountered was right after it happened, like within the year after it happened. Mm. People were like, Ooh, yeah, dudes are going to want to stay away from you.
0: Wow yeah like people in, people were like, like oh now like, you have a scarlet letter on your fucking
1: chest kind of also uh, we're t- trying to d- date question mark in the community that knew about all this shit before I moved down to LA was hard because uh, you know he he went after women in the community too mm-hmm. so there was a little bit of like I had the Hillary Clinton effect uh, of
0: I see. like
1: I see. Oh, your husband was a total trash heap. Yeah, there f- and you associated with him, and even though I didn't, I didn't know that he was doing that to me or anybody else. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least I, f- I felt that. So you feel people are sort of like
0: you walk into a room, and all of a sudden there's conversations that. People are talking about you as you walk into the room, kind of thing. About uh, I don't think I ever felt that.
1: Okay, I don't. I don't think I ever felt that necessarily. I did feel the need to like apologize. <laughs> trying to return to improv. Right, this is tangential yeah. from your question, but trying to return to improv after that, like, it's hard to do comedy when you're really, really sad.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially
1: comedy that's supposed to come from the top of your head. And uh, yeah. I remember just apologizing after every fucking improv show I did. Just, like, writing messages to people I played with and being Mm. like, I'm really sorry about that weird, sad move. Like, Mm. yeah, that was, that felt bad. And I think in that context, people were concerned about me. Mm. But, and Mm -hmm. also my well-being. But... Well,
0: your head is so filled up with this, what has just happened to you.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um... But as, okay, as far as prejudices in dating, like, yeah, no, I mean, I think sometimes, I, I think sometimes, like, younger guys are, like, more interested. Mm. Uh, because I, like, lived a lot. I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. But that's what I've encountered. They're just curious. I think they're curious. I don't really want to date anyone who hasn't had their heart really broken.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, you've you've been through something very, so again, so traumatic and has definitely changed the person that you are. You know?, uh, it's changed the way that I approach. Relationships and love. Mm -hmm. Uh, Romantic love. Can you give us, like, what, how you did it then and how you do it
1: now? Oh, I mean, I used to cry about this after everything ended. But, like, I was like, oh, I'll never love with all my heart again like Mm -hmm. I did. Because now I'm scared to do that. And I think... Uh, I think I I loved uh, irresponsibly and without boundaries. Mm. And and when I say all my heart, I mean that. Mm -hmm. And now I realize, oh, I can love with all my heart. But I can also have healthy boundaries for myself.
0: Yeah. So like before you maybe approached love with complete abandon.
1: I was so innocent. When I first fell in love, I was 22. Mm Mm-hmm. And you I got married when? Twenty six. Twenty six. Okay. And I was like swept up in it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I thought I was being an adult, but I was not. Mm hmm. <laughs> and so I think now I, am just like now I you don't... want now you maybe
0: have a more mature mm-hmm. attitude.
1: I also think I was more willing, and this is this is a, my theory is a, like to men who are insecure trash like to date young women because young women don't necessarily and this this is a broad statement and not true for everyone not everybody but in your experience in in my experience or or when i look back at myself at 22 like i was not self-confident self-made Didn't know I didn't have strong necessarily strong opinions about what kind of bullshit I wouldn't wouldn't put up with. Mm -hmm. Um, I do. I do think I've always had very strong uh, values in my life, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have boundaries to back up those values. Mm -hmm. And I was willing to bend over backwards and change myself to be what a man would love. And now that those are not negotiable things. That's cool. Amen, sister.
0: That's pretty cool. That's empowering. And when I
1: see. That's empowering to know what you, what your non-negotiables are. Totally. And when I see someone that I'm in a relationship with or dating, kind of compromising those things for themselves. Yeah. To me, that's a signal that they should not be dating. Yeah yeah because I, I look at a healthy loving relationship as like two s- firm trees right. rooted in the ground in what they care about. Sometimes their roots cross each other because mm-hmm. they agree with something. Sometimes they got roots going the other way. Mm-hmm. but and, and sometimes the tree in bad weather will fall down and lean on the other tree right but then it'll pick itself back up again and root itself back down. Right. you know like you have to have those roots. To hold up your trees. Yeah. In order for like two people to really love each other, they have to take care of themselves first. And I don't I don't think I ever learned that lesson because I was essentially a child. Right. When I met my aunt. You ex. were young. You were young. I was twenty two and I just did you date I was much never before myself. No, not no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. Um well what's been the hardest part about dating after a divorce? Um Trusting people. I I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. trusting people.
0: Trusting people and what about trusting yourself? Yeah, that's learning tr- to build your own trust for yourself. That was
1: hard at first. Now I now I do trust myself more. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's a ever evolving. I feel like trust is something you
0: gotta build with a person. Yeah, yeah. you know, like it's really like yeah. everybody starts out at a hundred percent with me in the beginning. Totally, you know, Same. and
1: now it's like how do you how do you maintain that high score? Yeah, see, I actually think that that's how I used to operate, mm-hmm. and I'm and sometimes <laughs> I still operate that way. Of mm-hmm. like, you you get you lose points. Yeah, but you started hundred percent now in terms of trust, and now I'm feeling like maybe I should just go into things with fifty percent trust, mm. and you can earn it or lose it mm. along the way, mm-hmm. and you earn your way up to a hundred. Yeah, and that's when you know we're really good. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and I think that's the same with my friendships too.
0: Yeah. But I do
1: think I used to go into well, friendships you're going being like I'm a little bit more you're a little bit more cautious. Yeah.
0: Which is never never a bad thing. Yeah. Any, you know, in any situation. Yeah. What's been the most exciting part about dating after a divorce? Getting
1: to have sex with different people. <laughs> Because that was something I just didn't think I would do, and yeah. I was I was actually okay with it. You thought you were going to be with the same dick for the rest of your life? Yeah, and I was fine with it. Right. Because for me, it was more about the emotional connection, anyway. Right. Right. Um right. But it has been fun to get to know other dicks.
0: <laughs> okay, so is this are you- juicy enough for this you, is Millie? Juicy. Oh. Oh, that was delayed. Oh, okay. yeah. Just I relax. Your relax tongue. the tongue. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, so that's been exciting, and
1: uh, also just getting to know people. You know, I, when I, I when I got together with my ex, um, it was like, oh, I'm not gonna have. Like very intense emotional bordering on romantic relationships with other people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? You, you have to set up a clear, like, friendship boundary. Yep. You got to keep people, people in the, the friendship zone right. when you are in a marriage. Yes. Yes. And, uh, well, at least for me, yeah. from, your standpoint, from my standpoint, <laughs> yes. other people live by different
0: rules. <laughs> oh, and that's a great advice. like piece of advice for people is not everybody follows your rules right not everybody follows your rules and you might want to find someone with the same rules the same rules cause I love a good
1: rule I
0: love a good rule too I love a good rule anyways okay so keep going I interrupted you no that's fine getting to know
1: people getting to know people but now I have the freedom to when I choose get to know people in that like kind of interesting gray area between like friendship and romantic relationship. Mm. Uh,
0: That's a really exciting zone. It's an interesting zone. It's a very interesting zone, but it's mostly. Is it, f- is it
1: purgatory? Let me ask you. I
0: don't know. It seems like there it would just be filled with a lot of butterflies. Yeah, it is. It's but it's the butterfly zone. The butterfly zone. Yeah.
1: Mhm. That's cool. That's fine.
0: Um. Do you have any advice for people who are in the same boat? And wanting to get out there and start dating again. They don't, feel like yeah, they're ready.
1: Don't do it too soon. Mm. I I did it too soon and one of my friends was like, Kaylee, you shouldn't be doing this so soon. And I was like, shut the fuck up and let me live my life. Right, right. Because I was like, I'm out of jail. Yeah, like, yeah. Or whatever. I was trying to look at the you were, right side Yeah, of maybe it. you were like a caged animal and you were set I free. wasn't really because I really did love my ex, but mm. I was like... I'm going to make the most of this. Mm. I'm going to make the most of this being Mm -hmm. free. So you paint the town. Kaylee, quick, red. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I painted it whatever color my vomit was.
0: (laughs) Your uh, vomit? Whatever color your vomit was?
1: Yeah, it could have been red. If I was drinking red wine. Puke color. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, if I was eating a lot of charms blow pops, it was pink. Right. All the colors of the rainbow. That's right. It was rainbow bright. Yes. Um, yeah, I would say, like, don't rush into it, but also don't... Don't restrict yourself. Don't restrict yourself. Uh, something I recently told a friend was um, be okay with ambiguity and be okay with pushing the boundaries of who you think you should be mm-hmm. because you may land at a place that's a more comfortable spot of, like, who you actually are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as I know, I... I Okay, so I'm not really excited about casual sex. It, it really makes me feel like trash. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some people are good at it and it's fun for them. And I just am not. Uh, and I did it a handful of times. And every time I tried it, I'm like, man, all my friends are into this. Like, I got to try... I got to give this another go. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I... Now I just know that it's just not it's for not me. It's not for you. It's yeah. just not for me. It's just not that fun for me. Yeah. Um, and I, it took me doing it, like, whatever, a handful of times to feel, uh to really solidify that for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And to be like, okay, no, it wasn't just, like, the person. It was the experience of not having an emotional connection with someone before I... Yeah. Made it with them. Made what? And the it is whoopy Made whoopee. I made whoopie with them. That's an old phrase. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 80 years old, by the way. Y'all seen those face apps? Oh, those face apps. You seen man. those face apps? I That's mean, me, actually. Everybody's looking pretty good. Everyone's looking pretty good. <laughs> I think it's... um. Lots of sunscreen. Lots of sunscreen. Nobody smokes
0: anymore. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got their teeth. And they're all looking pearly white. Pretty good, yeah. Um what was I going to ask you? I, don't know. I had a really good oh, juicy no.
1: question. I oh, was talking about casual sex Now I don't like Oh it. yeah.
0: Okay, so here's what I you know, prior to meeting my husband and yeah. dating
1: and blah blah blah. Millie, I thought this was interviews <laughs> interviews about me. Oh. <laughs> you but talk- this podcast is about Okay, me. you can talk- you can talk about yourself. It's fine.
0: I'll, I'll allow it. I'm trying to draw parallels. Oh, I, I see. <laughs> um, I noticed that the whole casual sex thing, it was like instantly I had a, these attachment issues. Yeah. You know, that what is it? That oxytocin Tocin that's
1: released? The best fucking drug in the world. When
0: women have a, you know, orgasm. It's like, or who? even if
1: you don't. Really? Oh yeah. It's released even if you don't it's have an called, orgasm. It's called the snuggle drug. It's oh. the same thing. Um, women who turn their placenta into like a food sup, like a supplement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because there's oxytocin in the in the placenta, and it helps, com, supposedly. Supposedly helps with um with postpartum, postpartum depression. depression because it makes you want to snuggle with your baby. Mm. Oxytocin just makes you want to like snuggle. Snuggle. Wow. It's a hug drug. Oh God.
0: It's it, it it's so powerful on me. That's why I will never do heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I don't need to do math or don't heroin. Do any just of it.
1: Wear, where can I get some fucking street oxytocin, baby? <laughs> How do you make it? How do I make it at home? I want to make some oxytocin at home. I don't
0: know. I'm sure it involves coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> and incense. Sage. Sage. <laughs> okay, Have is, is there anything that I haven't asked you yet that, you feel? Oh, I have one thing. Yeah. Like, let's talk a little bit about your amazing com- comedy career in oh, LA. Is it amazing? Um, you seem pretty busy. I stay busy. I you keep stay myself busy, busy,
1: which is great. Yeah. You're thanks. you're you're hustling. You got to. You got to. It's funny, somebody. Uh, I so I recently got to. Um, Work uh, at Viacom for a day. What is that? Oh, is that the video blog? But I know Viacom owns like Comedy Central and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, I was working with someone and he was like, oh, you still doing that comedy thing? And I was like, I kind of got a little intense on him. And I was like, dude, I'm going to be doing that until I'm dead. <laughs> like, don't check in with me about it. I'm going to be a comedian. Just assume that it's always going to be If I haven't died yet, I'm still doing comedy. (laughs) So just, if you want to check in on me, just like check, is Kaylee Quick still alive in Google? And then don't bother asking me if I'm still doing comedy because I will be. You will be. Even if it means I'm telling my grandkids funny stories. Yeah, around the fire. Or That's whatever. still
0: you're still hustling, and you know, Ooh, like gotta, playing the grandma's kind of, gotta go to
1: open mic, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, what if people wanted to follow you on Instagram? Oh yeah, how could they do that? Well, is your profile public? Yes. Okay, what is it? It's at Kaleyoke. So K
1: A E L I O K E. Okay. Because I love karaoke, and I'm also in a competitive karaoke league, and I'm about to become a a host of that league. (gasps) At the place that you perform it? Well, we're going to find another venue for me to host a different night. Oh, that's cool. With a live band? Uh, It's not always with a live band. Just this one round, uh, this summer summer mini-session was with a live band. Mm. Yeah, that's L.A. Karaoke. Check it out. It's competitive karaoke. Where is it in L.A.? Uh, right now it's at Joxer Dailies in Culver City. Okay. Yeah. So um, if you're in LA, you check know, that out. Check that out. Um yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Kaylee. K-A-E-L-I. Just my first name. Mm-hmm. Just like Cher and Madonna. What? You just got your first name, oh, that yeah. handle. Yeah. That's and cool. Suck a
0: dick, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: A list. Wait, is that uh, your other Twitter handle? That's just my Twitter. Suck a dick Donald Trump? No, I was just saying because Donald Trump's not at Donald. Oh, that's right. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Who cares about him? Nobody! I'm better than him because I have my first name as my Twitter name. Yeah, and Lady Gaga tweeted at you. Oh no, she liked one of my tweets. Oh, she liked
0: one of your tweets. She's only
1: ever liked 2,000 tweets and I'm one of them. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> moving up. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Margaret Cho Cho stole my face. Yeah, Margaret Cho (laughs) is a thief. I'm never going to work in this town again. No, no, no. She's not a thief. She's not a thief, but she did steal your image. Somebody else stole it and made that for her, and she thought it was funny, so she posted it. And that person did not inform her that Clio, they just like stop. stole my photo.
0: Cleo has a
1: really large problem with Margaret Cho stealing your photo. I think she is a big fan. Actually, she's <laughs> objecting. She's. Objecting. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Margaret Cho. So it was like heartbreaking when she didn't like tag. My I mean, it's a massive my photo.
0: compliment. Oh, huge it's a compliment! Massive huge compliment! Huge compliment! And
1: that's just also just how the internet works, and I right. understand that. But also, everybody's
0: stealing things left and right on the internet.
1: But also, I paid for that photo. Yeah. That bummed yeah. me out. Yeah. That's a little, that's rough. You know, it's where you live in a weird time yeah. where every, everybody thinks anything on the internet is fair it, game. It's fair game. And I do it too when I make yeah. like a meme sometimes and I'm like, oh, I should find out who actually took this photo. Mm. You know? And give them credit. Know. But that seems like a witch hunt.
0: Totally. Trying or to find be hard the source to do, for sure. You know. Yeah.
1: All right, Kaylee. This has been really wonderful. It's been a very professional time. <laughs> I just feel well. I feel like you know. It's um. Can they know we're we're like real life like friends, friends?
0: Of course. Yeah. Of course. So I mean, is- everybody that I have on my podcast is a friend
1: of mine. Oh, we're all we're all the same level of friendship. <laughs> oh no.
0: Here we go, here we go. Buckle in. Oh, put your I, helmet on. I thought I was special. You are special. you. Yeah. out. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye
1: everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Me, Myself, and Millie. Follow us on Instagram at MillieBrooks100 for more podcast updates. And if you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. A special thanks to my husband, Rowan Brooks, for technical support. Cal Reichenbach, who did all the music you heard in this episode. You can check him out at calzonemusic.com. And to Renee Shaw, our graphic designer, who did our thumbnail art. Follow her at RiniShaw.com. Thanks, party people, and see you next week!